right, greetings everyone and welcome to a special episodic discussion podcast. Today we will be talking about the history of Tomb Raider and our experience with the franchise, old and new. Talk about Laura Croft, <laughs> her entire history, and go on from there. So I'm your host, Renegade Operative, and today I will be introducing my panel. So first we have Cryo. Hey guys, uh, this is um, a long time uh, overdue topic for uh for the group and i can't wait to uh deep dive into it yeah i'm pretty sure this podcast was delayed like six times it's it's been that long so oh wow yeah. so finally we get into it uh but next we have shook hello i'm very excited also for this i've been uh <clears throat> waiting for it for a while now since i've seen it and signed up for it <laughs> next up we have brendan Hello everyone, MVP is back, and I'm ready for some womb rating. <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> Alright, let's hop right into that first question then. So, uh, what was your first introduction into Tomb Raider as a franchise? Uh, cite what compelled you to play these games. Brandon, you go first. Truth be told, I really don't remember. Because I know I played the classic games, but I don't remember which one I played initially. Then followed by the um the Legends trilogy. Then I played the classic games again right around the same time I got into playing some Capcom games back in um oh eight oh nine around that time frame. So like it, it's jumbled though, but I will say for simplicity's sake, I got into the series via the classic games. But what ultimately made me, made me fell in love with the series is actually the movie uh, with Angelina Jolie. The first one, amazing, badass, love it. Second one, not so much, <laughs> but I'm sure we get there at some point. So yeah, um, I finally got into playing the games around the Legends trilogy when I played off a friend. But the ones I owned, uh, is the Survivor trilogy for the most part. All right, so I'm gonna go real quick. Uh, very simple response to this. I basically discovered this game by accident. It was kind of funny because i think my uncle was a big fan of tomb raider and at the time he got the ps1 mini so i was just sort of cleaning and shuffling around because i had to do chores and then i noticed the tomb raider 2 disc inside of uh one of his cabinets so i was like you know what i'm just gonna go ahead and try to get into it he's not here so i might as well just see if i can play the game and then all of a sudden i remember just loving it um i know i was neglecting chores but i was having a good ass time playing tomb raider 2. Uh, and then i discovered the series a little bit more with tomb raider 3 because they used to constantly put these games out on demos uh and and if you had pizza hut demos or playstation undergrounds they were always on there on ps1 so i played like each one of them then for a couple of years uh went to the ps2 played a few there like um some of the i played a little bit of underground not too much and then i went to the survival trilogy which uh was really good when that was announced on ps3 i remember the trailer too when it first came out and it was just awesome it was, it was really cool how they just rebooted the franchise to be grittier darker and more mature so that's my first introduction into the tomb raider franchise i discovered it by complete accident uh we're gonna let should go next um see i mainly got introduced to it towards like the angelina jolie movies first um i remember watching those from like i borrowed it off i'm off like a friend or something and and i think 
yeah, me and my sister watched those movies a lot. So whenever we saw, I think it was Tomb Raider. Le- yeah, Tomb Raider Legend was the first one that I kind of like had an introduction to. But I personally never played it because I was mainly just watching my sister. It was kind of like that type of a uh, uh, experience where I would just sit back and let her play because she was the one with the console. And so um, I never really got back into uh, uh, Tomb Raider until the reboot. Whenever 2013 came up and they did that reboot, I was like, "Oh, awesome, perfect! It looks incredible. It looks, it doesn't look as, uh, as I guess, cartoonish to me personally at the time. I don't, I don't really think they look cartoonish now, but you know, it's whatever." And I was like, I, I was really into the gritty, like the grittiness of it being a survival game and kind of like, uh, being more bloody kind of deal. You see her going a little bit more hardcore with how she is compared to her uh, original self. So um, I think it was mainly, you know, I think the fandom began with 2013, but it was like the seeds were planted whenever the Legends movie and the, uh, not the Legends movie, the Legend game and the uh, the movies themselves. Cryo, it's your turn. Uh, what was your first introduction into the franchise? Um, that's, that's a good question because, um, as far as like actually playing the um like the the series in general um i started around the time rise came out because i'm like i i kept saying like tomb raider um even when i was a kid and i was familiar i was familiar with angelina jolie um films and i watched the first one which um was really good um and i think i'm not entirely for sure like when the first uh as you said for yourself you know the seeds were you know planted into my you know my noggin here of you know tr but um honestly i would probably i would probably say um Maybe the uh, first Angelina Jolie movie, and then, um, uh, then when Rise came out, I had already known about the first game, and I just said screw it, and I just got all the games before Rise. Um, I think actually including Rise as well, um, like classic, the classic um, games, then the. Um, uh then the square enix ones and then the survivor trilogy or well at the time it was a it was just a duology it wasn't a trilogy just yet um and i played the classic ones first i didn't beat all of them unfortunately but i played through a decent bit of each uh and it was a lot of fun it was definitely a lot of fun. It definitely hooked me when I played the uh, classic trilogy. I'm like, if I like, if I like the original games, I'm gonna like this new modern take on uh, Lara, and I and I did. Tomb Raider is uh, one of my favorite um, games from the series. 
All right, so we're going to move to question number two. How do you feel about Laura Croft becoming a cultural icon after the first Tomb Raider game? I'm going to go real quick. Uh, honestly, it was a phenomenon. I I can't say if it's something that people expected because anything could blow up. It could be anything like lightning in a bottle. But um, when it happened for the first game, it was revolutionized. You know, we have this now uh, female explorer. That's a big hit for PlayStation platform consoles and and they wanted to get in on more of that more sequels more money whatever we could do to fund this idea because we have something that resonates with a lot of people i remember laura croft being on magazines cover art and everything this was like really uh one of the female legends that showed up on playstation so uh i'm not really surprised after the fact because anything like can blow up and be popular but it is interesting and it is something that is ingrained in history you know um there's been multiple attempts at this sort of uh exploring action adventure genre you even had like naughty dog do it with uh tomb raider they had their own uh dude raider version of it with uncharted so uh i i feel like it is something that definitely caught on lightning in a bottle and it was something that was super popular and she's a cool character kick ass can have two guns and just beat people up and all this other stuff so i i think that sort of badass prowess really resonated with the character and that's why a lot of people wanted to jump on that pie when they did so that's what i feel about it and i'm gonna let should go next um yeah i gotta agree with that you know it's a very unpopular character i want to say to like the levels of samus kind of deal in, in popularity you know um very iconic you know and you always uh they always have the one outfit with you know the blue uh fucking uh, sleeveless shirt with the very short cargo pants and the, you know all the straps and shit that she wears for her guns and it's like it's like a thing that you really see that's very iconic kind of deal um and i think i think whenever they made those original tomb raider movies i think that skyrated like even more, I want to say, because you had the popularity of Angelina Jolie at the time, the fact that she looked like the character, and and basically, like I think it, I think the legend, excuse me, the legend games after like Legend Underworld. I don't know, I don't remember if it was like another one for that one, but I think that they modeled her a little bit more similar to you know they they mixed a bit of Angelina herself and. Uh, and the original character design that they had for the first uh, first few games, and they just mixed it up. And I think that helped it a lot to where it gained even more popularity. It got even more famous. Like anybody can, you know, you could probably ask somebody out in the street that they might know who Tomb Raider is, you know, kind of deal. Um, and I think with the Survivor tri Trilogy that they did, it also skyrocketed a little bit more. Mainly because it was some I don't I wouldn't want to say like an alternative to Uncharted, but something to where they saw that they needed to make this because Uncharted is just you know an amazing series already, and the fact that they pretty much I want to say Uncharted took inspirations from Tomb Raider themselves, so uh, it is pretty interesting how that you can actually you know compare the two and see how different they are in terms of how they work the characters, and I think how they did the survival trilogy was good. There's, you know, the two mishaps with the last two games, but they were still pretty good games in general. Um, and the, the Tomb Raider movie they made a couple years ago, 
it was fine. They copied pretty much the first game, so uh, it wasn't too bad or, or too much of a like a thing away from the source material kind of deal. All right, next up is Brandon. Uh, I don't feel about her being a icon. Quite frankly, I think Lara Croft herself is actually bigger than the than the name Tomb Raider. Like um, you guys mentioned, if you go to the street and ask, "Do you know who Lara Croft is?" I can promise you, somebody will know who she is. It's, uh, but I I wouldn't necessarily say like the Survivor trilogy helped her help. Uh, sorry, not help. Say it made her bigger. Just more like it reopened the floodgates. Kind of like how let's say with Metroid, by then reintroducing um Samus again with um Dread. It's kind of like that, where like no the gates are opened up again and now. Her name was back on the streets again, rather than it exploding up to bigger popularity, that type of deal. Well, at least that's my opinion, right? But I find it fascinating how quickly she became such a cultural icon, in a way. Um, in a way that, um, kind of like how Morgan, like I mentioned before, she surpassed the name, to, the name Tomb Raider to a point where they put Lara Croft Tomb Raider on the movie and the later um, um, Legends trilogy. Uh, if I had to pick um, in terms of which um, version of Laura's the most iconic, I gotta go with um, the Legends trilogy because it does those games came out around the same time as the Angelina Jolie movies, and of course, so um, I will say that that group of audience of the fandom is part of the most vocal out of everyone. Uh, and I guess I'll go ahead and my turn and get the crowd. Alrighty. Um, honestly, um, given the time period, um, that Lara was first introduced in, and, uh, I think it was 96, which was a year before I was born, um, I think it is, um, I think... I do want to go out and say and practically die on this hill that it's well deserved. Um and uh given the fact that um you know everything that she she does as a character whether in the um the old trilogy um of um let me see. Yeah. Then the second um set of games in the series and then the Survivor series. Um I I can definitely see why people consider her as a cultural uh icon in the way that um you know out of uh, out of gaming and like movies set around like this set around the genre that Tomb Raider is, you know, like Indiana Jones is a cultural icon, Nathan Drake in in uh, not film, sorry, in games is a cultural icon. Um, I can safely say that she belongs there, for sure, and I can see why people consider that. Um, and to what um, Fashion and Brandon both said, I definitely do agree. Um, that, um, 
the Survivor trilogy had helped with solidifying uh, her role as a cultural icon because it reintroduced the character into modern day, just like the uh, uh, the second set of games, the Legend uh, games. Um, they reintroduced the character into modern times then the early the early mid 2000s this series the survivors series it reintroduced the character into modern modern day you know 2010s so um yeah that's all i got to say about that all right, so we're going to move to the third question. Did you play any of the classic Tomb Raider titles? If so, what were your thoughts on any of them? I'm going to go really quickly. I played a few of them. I played Tomb Raider 1, Tomb Raider 2, 3, and 4, and they, well, back then in the past, I, I loved these games. They were fantastic games, great. Um, the sense of adventure in these games and fucking tigers coming out of the walls and then... And, and tigers and you got like uh what is it the dinosaurs it was it was fantastic for what it was it just felt like it was rewarding and also random and they really did not screw around with the level design and traps like you could just get completely clobbered by like sores on the ceiling if you're not careful and it really made you think twice before just rushing into an area because you could die pretty easily if you're not paying attention. That being said, playing these games now is very, very dated uh, with the controls. Um, I feel as though that's trying to, you know, climb and then there's that awkward walk up to a wall and then you jump into it and then you got to jump up and climb up and you got to do the slow walk by holding down the R1 button to get to a ledge. Yeah, it's definitely not aged well, but there is a husk of fun to be had here. Even if it's still janky, there was a lot of fun that I was having with it um, while I was stuck in the first level and I died through quicksand. So uh, it's, it's definitely something where, sure, I would recommend those games to people, but they are quite difficult. I think they do get easier over time with the PS2, so... I'm going to leave my opinion there. Dumb fun, but expect to be frustrated a little bit due to the data controls. Uh, next up, we have Brandon. Um, as far as like the classic, aka the core era, uh, yeah, I played. I want to say all of them, but admittedly, I've not beaten all of them. I am definitely in the same boat as Rens, as um, they're they are pretty dated. Even if you're used to the control schemes by that point, especially if you play it all your life, kind of deal. Yeah, Tomb Raider is definitely, unfortunately, is a um, series that did not age with time, in contrast to some other like games from this era. Let's say take Resident Evil two and three for example, right? No, those games control wise age pretty fine for the most part, in contrast to say Tomb Raider because Tomb Raider has a little bit more moving parts to take into account especially with the with the platform and the parkour and whatnot one but i do appreciate one thing though about those little games is that if me um it's dumb to say though you will pay for it but still um 
I would say like the best entry points would be the Legends trilogy, which is um, Legends itself, Underworld, and um, Anniversary. Those games, while you know it's not too handholdy though, it's definitely it has less of barrier of entry compared to the classic games. No, and plus, um, at my opinion, those games age pretty damn well, especially like Legends. Well, then again, that game's kind of busted if you're a speedrunner, so. But, um, overall, though, I will say, like, yeah, like, classic games are good, though, but I will personally recommend the Legends trilogy over the classics, you know, wholesale. Yeah, what about you? Oh, like I said before, I never really touched the, uh, like the original ones, but like from the Legend trilogy, I played at least two of them. I never really touched the uh, anniversary. Is like the only one I don't have. But uh, from like from going, I want to say going from those to the uh, survival trilogy, it's of course a very different experience. Like again, I don't really classify the Legend trilogy as classic, I guess. But you know, they're I guess they're old enough to be a classic kind of deal. So um. Yeah, like I I enjoyed those original ones. Just be prepared, of course, for the wonkiness. It will have its wonkiness also, but I think it won't be as bad as the original ones with uh, more limited controls that they had at the time compared to let's the 360 era kind of kind of deal of the games. But um, I think it just overall, I would recommend just overall Tomb Raider games in general are all fun to play. Again, I don't really know anything before the Legend trilogy, but like if those are also fun, you know, if you have the chance, I guess it's like a, a an experience to go through them. But uh, but yeah, I think I think those are always a, a fun, fun and very interesting game to go to, especially if you like just the type of game that it is. Cryo, what about you? Any thoughts on the classic Tomb Raider games, and if you played them? Um, as I, as I had, um, brought up before, I, I played quite a bit of, um, the, uh, the core games, then the Eidos games, um, they have not, they definitely, I, I will throw my chips into the pot here, and I will also attest that uh in terms of controls it has not aged well um and in fact it's um one of those games where it sort of does it uh <clears throat> well i mean to be fair compared to a lot of a lot of games these days i mean i'd rather it be like that like you know, at first start off with bad controls, then gradually get better with the controls because some games nowadays, it's like they start um, backwards. They have good controls, and then later on, they add more games to the mantle, and it just has bad controls. Um, I will say the thing that I like about the classic games the classic core games and then the Eidos games is the fact that they actually in my honest opinion I like the puzzles um I didn't mind the puzzles and um and all the games including the um the survivor 
trilogy. Um, it's def some of the some of the games though, in trilogy. Uh, sorry, in the Survivor trilogy. Uh, could have used more puzzles, from what I can remember. Um, specifically, you know, Shadow, but um. But other than that, I can definitely safely say if you don't mind uh, aged games such as, you know, the controls or graphics, um, I definitely would say play the classic games uh, from core to um, when from core to when iOS took over um, and continue making, making Tomb Raider games because um, you can see for yourself about the puzzles. And, but I will say as time went on, the controls for the games got um, pretty much more and more alongside with the time, in, in my honest opinion. So yeah, I definitely would say just give it a shot for yourself. All right, so we're moving on to question number four. Did any of you play the newer Survivor Tomb Raider titles? That's Tomb Raider 2013, Rise, and Shadow. What were your thoughts on any of them? And I'll let Brandon go first. Um, what are my thoughts on the Survivor series? Should be told. Okay, so disclosure first. Like, I have not played Shadow to completion, so I'm going to omit you know, that game in particular. So, um, I... I absolutely love Tomb Raider 2013, and I really like Rise. But um, this this may may or may not sound like a hot take because I know like the Survivor trilogy is kind of sort of controversial among the like older um fans. But um, personally though, like the Survivor games don't have the same DNA bread and butter as the older titles, including the, the Legends trilogy and the core games. Since they went more of the Uncharted direction, though, the, the issue at hand is, like, they don't have enough tombs. Like, tombs are literally optional in the first game, and the tombs you go to in, um, in, um, um Rise, you go, like, to, what, two of them, three of them, even, on top of my head, because it's been a while, right? So you get the starting one and the end of the game, where you literally go to, um, fight the, um, the final area. I do take issue with the lack of um no challenger puzzles, trial and error, and um among other you no know, different crates that makes the oh, classic games you know what they are. But with that said though, what I absolutely do love, especially in the original, sorry, the first game, is how Laura is a different character from her original two counterparts. Laura from Core and Laura from Legends are similar. But they're different enough to where they stand from each other. This new Laura is literally just a far different character on the, on the um, construction of the first two versions, right? I personally love her, but um, overall, though, I, I do take issue how how they went um, about the Tomb Raider aspect of Tomb Raider. Honestly, guy, you could turn call this some, something else, and you will still get the same experience for the most part. But um, overall, though, like as I say, like I do recommend them to anyone. Just um, 
just set expectations lightly if you're a returning fan. If you're a new fan, then you know it's whatever, right? You no, know, these games have the least barrier of entry compared to the um other games because you know, you're working with a whole different control scheme. You know, you're working with more modernized controls and um combat and whatnot, so you will shoot um fit right in. Overall though, like yeah, I do like the Survivor trilogy, just I wish there was more more of the classic Tomb Raider DNA injected into these um games. Okay, you wanna go next? Oh uh, yeah. Um so with the Survivor trilogy, I think it's I think how they uh, how they wanted to do it was not as a you know, like a as a linear kind of story with how they do the uh the legend trilogy and I'm guessing the 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 original ones were pretty much the same formula. But I think they were trying to go for like an old open world aspect and kind of deals, but you know, ended up doing like a, a some sort of sandboxy kind of deal. And one of the things again with those tombs, yeah, they're they're pretty much optional. At least a good, you know, like half of them are probably optional. Um, but there's, I want to say, maybe they, they use like maybe two, two to five, two to five of them, if you want to like, uh, like in the middle of the story kind of deal. Um, I know like in the in the first one, the ter- 2013 one, uh. You do about two or three of them that actually have to either you have to do them or they're literally like if you instead of going straight on a road, you go to the right and there's a tomb kind of deal. So um, they're optional, but if you see them, you can, you know, might as well grab them. Uh, one of the things that I, I do agree is that, you know, it, it's not similar to what those other uh, older games were where it's like almost always in a tomb, not much of this like exploration kind of aspect of it and you know again the tomb raider kind of deal was always a thing so um i do feel like yeah they kind of skimped out on them but they also kind of like they still put them in there or something i don't know if they wanted to actually make them like a whole thing of the game kind of deal in terms of like sticking to them as as like a story element kind of deal but um i i enjoyed them and i i did them all because i'm 100 percenter kind of deal so uh, if I'm able to do them all in one run, I do them. Um, but uh, yeah, like it, it, the tombs were really much of my worries, mainly because they were okay. Some of the challenges were kind of like, eh, how the you know how the hell did I figure this one out? Or they were just like almost impossible or just annoying as hell to do, which mainly kind of just edges over to annoying as hell to do, especially the water ones and the the wind ones. Um. But yeah, like the the tomb writing aspect of it was fine. Uh, 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 again, if you were expecting it to be just like the original ones, don't really do that. Um, but they're still pretty interesting, especially with the fact that they kind of just lock some skills behind doing the tombs, which is kind of like the way of them forcing you to do them. Anyways, if you really want those uh, specific uh, skills that you know help you in the game or whatnot. Um, Weapon-wise, I love the fact that you get to use a bow and arrow. I'm a big fan of it. Um, and you also get, you know, you also get the other three types of weapons that you uh, you can switch out however many times you want and upgrade them to, you know, uh, from being a very shitty weapon to a very high-quality weapon kind of deal as you go through the game. Um, and uh, with the character herself, I think the character herself is probably one of the better uh, implements into this new Tomb Raider. 
which is how they kind of went with a very uh, inexperienced Lara going from the first game to something to where like it was an accidental thing that she ended up here and she has to basically grow a pair and um, you know get this shit over with so you can save your friends and family. Um, and uh, as you go through each game, you know you can see her changing slowly in terms of her how she deals with the. I forget the name of the uh, the 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 evil people in, in these games. I think it's like Trinity or some shit. And uh, you can you can see how she deals with them. Like you, you of course, you had the very uh, very uh, not unwilling to do this kind of stuff in the first game. The second one, she's a bit more aggressive in terms of how she deals with them. And then when you get to the third one, she's like fucking Terminator when you let her, you know, go full Rambo on these people. So um, I, I guess it just all depends on how you, you know, perceive her character in general. I think they should keep that character going if they're going to make like another uh, type, uh, another like trilogy or so. I don't really like if they would change her from what they did there and go back to like a more cartoonish style like the original ones. Um, I think I think they should really just keep the grittiness in terms of uh, if they're going to do more. But uh, but yeah, like if you're looking for like a, a cool survival game that's very fun to just just play, in all honesty, and with decent story, you know, might as well play those. They're pretty fun. Okay, I'm gonna go next. I have played some of the Survivor trilogy, not a whole lot, but I have enough of an opinion to give my two cents on it. So for the most part, I do like the classic uh tomb raider where you could just do like eight thousand backflips and then you have two guns and, and and that stuff was pretty fun but i felt this was going for something that was a shake-up that was needed like a more darker grittier tone um where in in the first entry of the chapter alone you you see that laura's like all strung up and then she gets like this big tree branch stuck in her side and it was pretty gruesome uh and, and most of the game is like that it's really just a big survival game and then you start to build up your character uh slower and slower and it it was pretty brutal on the deaths with the first one and, and that stuff was something that i think was a cool direction to go in compared to the more like sort of stylized um actiony mystical adventures that tomb raider was known for this one was a little bit more grounded in reality uh so i i, I like the tones between the both of them and of course there was the criticism that this game felt like uncharted and it does in a lot of ways it does have the set pieces where it's like the floor just blows up into a million pieces and you're running on a straight track that definitely does happen a lot in uncharted but i think um it is a style that at least complemented that modern sort of action adventure at the time so that's the reason why i guess they peeled off from naughty dog uh in my opinion is it's something that i dislike not really i i, I think while simplified of course the main factor that they have over the classics is obviously the modernized controls because it feels really good to play but at the same time i do miss the tombs uh they are optional in this game 
And I thought to myself for a second, like, that's kind of weird because uh, they have their main hub area and then they have these little mini caves and they're not really that big. So I just kind of thought oh, maybe it'll go on for a little bit longer than expected. And then I solved the little puzzle that they had. I pulled down like a crank or something and then it was over. Uh, so it left room for improvement uh, and that was to be desired in my mind. But not really bad not a bad start for how they continued that series and as they went on uh but obviously people do say that shadow was the one that they didn't gravitate to the most because it was outsourced and i get that so it was a thing of it breathed new life into the series and i i don't know if i want to talk about this later i might as well mention it now but um they had Tomb Raider Ascension. This was going to be like some sort of horror game at first, which is probably the case of it being so bloody and gory in the first place. So that is an interesting idea that they sort of took and shifted and they made it into a straight up hardcore white knuckle survival game uh, that people could pick up and play and, and stuff would happen. I, I remember there was like people sort of doubting um, the fact of how they portray Laura as this sort of weaker character, but I mean, it's a reboot, so I just thought to myself, they're starting to slate clean yet again, so they want to sort of introduce this character that's a little bit more timid than normal, but they have the fighting capabilities to stand up to people, and that's kind of what happened on the Pirate Island segment, where she's like, run, you cowards, and she has the big fucking machine gun, they're like, oh, she has a fucking machine gun, let's run, so I, I, I thought that was kind of cool, honestly, and it's, it's worth the playthrough, it's worth picking up, but... I would say, once again, just like Brandon said, of course, mileage for any game is going to vary on what people think about it, but as a classic fan myself, I did enjoy it for what it was. So, Brandon, uh, why are you went on Brandon? I was thinking Cryo. So, Cryo, it is your turn. Okay, I could pretend to be Brandon. Yeah, pretend to be a black man. Oh, oh, <laughs> cool! Gets cancelled. <laughs> Gonna have to write a twit longer after that one. Um, now, I, I, I actually didn't mind the Survivor um, trilogy uh, all that much. I like the take that they um, that they took with um, Lara how she's more it seems like she has never like this is like her fur her first like grand um exposure to um a uh, archaeological discovery um and how she's not used to any kind of action whatsoever uh, um, in comparison to the uh, original core games and then the original, you know, Eidos games. Um, and those two trilogies, or those two series of games by both companies, uh, retrospectively and respectively, um, that character that story was she was already used to it by that point here we see her built from the ground up and she's slowly adapting um 
as Roth, um, as Roth, her um, surrogate father, um, and the first Tomb Raider game of the Survivor trilogy teaches her, which is uh, to survive, you must adapt. And here she is, um, after especially killing her uh, first animal on the island to get food to stay alive. We could tell she does not care about violence, but she knows that it has to be done because she needs, uh, you know, food, nourishment, uh, especially since she is hurting. Because at this point, she had already got stabbed by the, um, uh, by a broken tree branch. And, um... I, I kind of liked how they made her even more like I'm not going to go out here and make a hot take such as, you know, the original games core and Eidos that uh, she wasn't relatable to the audience. But I feel like with the Survivor Trilogy, they made her even more um, relatable to the modern day players that may play the series um and i i liked how they sort of not branch way off of the original games but they took that and they sort of made it a little bit broad such as the for example you know the title tomb raider um like in the original games, there was, like, multiple tombs in the story. My feeling on the title Tomb Raider is the fact that, at least for the first game, the island of Yamatai is just full. It is just a tomb itself. The island itself is a tomb because of the curse of um, the... The curse of the Sun Queen. And, uh... Because once... Because for those that's familiar to... Uh, the first Tomb Raider game of the Survivor Trilogy... Uh, the way it works is the Sun Queen had... Supposedly cursed the island of... The island to where people come in, but they cannot come out. Um... Actually, actually, wait, no, scratch that. Any ship that comes near it, just like the Bermuda Triangle uh, myth, um, they disappear. They just get trapped on the island forever because there's no way out. That island itself, like I said, is a big tomb. You're pretty much playing through a tomb the entire game on a technicality. Um, and with Rise, that's a different story because... That place itself, it's not a big tomb like Yamatai is. But there's still at least a shit ton of tombs there to um, explore. Shadow? Shadow is definitely a culprit. And uh, not really having a lot of tombs from my memory. I just remember maybe like one or two. 
like that was it. Rise and the first Tomb Raider had more memorable tombs to explore, or at least side tombs, and the main tomb itself compared to Shadow, uh, which I hope they fix that in the newest Tomb Raider game. Uh, but honestly, for the most part, I I do like this modern take on Lara, and uh, yeah. That's my, that's my thoughts on, on that. Yeah, I forgot to say, uh, mechanically, I, I think it, it just could have required a little bit more functionality, like the original for traps and everything, because it's kind of, it's kind of easy how it's handled in some of the Survivor games, and I, I, I do think that the Yamatai Island was a great location, and the Himiko lore was, like, really good. Uh, because that was the, I think that's the first sort of lore they had with Japanese stuff. So it was kind of cool to find out. Oh yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna mention that as well. I was thinking about, I forgot to bring up puzzles as well. I, I like the puzzles and how, uh, simple most of it was, but there were some moments where in the game she'd be like, uh, what do I, do I what? I do what? Oh, there's a waypoint like button now. Yeah, there's a waypoint I, button now, so that's a little bit uh different compared to the trial yeah, era before. Yeah, this is the uh, survivor um instincts they call it in the first game. I don't think they called it that in the second or the third game with the survivor uh trilogy. But yeah, and I will steal what you said. I like the dark and gritty aspect of this. I mean, and like I said, also. The fact that Roth, her um, uh, her surrogate father after um, her father, uh, from what I remember, and this Kurt Cobain continuity, himself, she, huh? Is that Kurt Cobain himself? Uh, yes. Um, and you know she. She looks up to Roth as like a surrogate father, and he teaches her how to. Um, he taught her how to hunt, how to shoot a gun. Um, is Roth that guy survivor. with like? Is Roth that guy with the white hair? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about then. Yeah, he's the one that taught her to survive. You must adapt, and that's why when she killed that first guy by pulling a "Gone with the Wind" moment, blowing his face off with a with a handgun um yeah yeah she may have threw up a bit and she may have got sick by but she knows she has to remember this is what roth was telling her to survive you must adapt and she has to adapt and survive by killing people that's going to be killing her is either her or them and she's already on a mission to rescue her friends. So, and find a way to get off the island. But that's that's all I have to say about um this question and topic. All right, I think good answers, good answers. So I'm going to move on to question number five. Uh, what is your favorite tomb to explore within the entire series? I'm going to go with the quick answer, and that is the tomb in the first one, uh, where it's sort of like this Egyptian uh, palace, 
and I just remember one of the things that could happen is if you get on one of the Egyptian pharaoh hands, Laura would turn into gold and die. So I, I just remember that room being super iconic. And, and of course, it brought up moments like, of course, uh, the swords on the like ceiling and everything and all these outlandish traps that you could get into and get your character killed. That place was very very hard but also it's just ingrained in the back of your mind when you finally get to that point in the game so i have to go with that that was a great ass area in my opinion so brandon it is your turn oof um quite frankly it's a hard one <laughs> uh i guess i will just be vanilla and go with the cross mansion in um uh, in all iterations because it's so fun especially in like in rise of tomb Raider, you can actually go explore deeper into um the cross manor and you discover some new stuff like um an actual tomb like and whatnot and the house itself becomes like a its own puzzle i'm i'm, I'm gonna go with just the cross manor because exploring the cross manor in all iterations of um tomb Raider is just so much fun yep what about you um i Honestly, it, it, again, it, it is a pretty hard one. I agree. Um, even with my limited uh, play of like uh, older Tomb Raider games, um, I want to say I like it when they use the introductory ones. I always think that the introductory ones are always like a good, uh, like a good starting point to what I expect or what to expect of some of the some of the game. Um, like with Underworld, you start off with the underwater uh, tomb with the fucking bracken in the middle, uh, where you had to kill it. Um, and I, I played, I literally played that one like last night. So like, I it, it pretty much stuck with me because I liked it. I like how it played out. Um, which is one of the things that I kind of missed from like Tomb Raider with the little, uh, the little grappling hook she has. But um, uh, I like doing that one. I like how they do they did that one and. Whenever you do, I think it's Rise. Rise of the Tomb Raider has one where I don't think it's exclusively an introductory one. I think it is. It might be. And it's basically one where you had to climb up a boat in one of these like ice caves and you gotta like figure out how to climb up the boat and see uh you gotta like unlock some of the pieces basically by breaking the ice and stuff. So like I, I, I like how they they work them in terms of how they introduce some of them, like especially those you know the first like tombs that they give you, um even even the one in uh, Tomb Raider Legend which I had to replay it yesterday was pretty interesting even though it's like a kind of flashback deal I think, but um but yeah like I think how they do the introductory introductory uh tombs are always pretty entertaining because it just teaches you how this game is basically going to treat you. From going on forwards so yeah like pretty much any any introductory tomb that they've done so far since like the legend trilogy till till now are pretty much like my favorites i would say ryo what about you um yeah uh oh don't worry, it's a hard one. Uh, I really had to think about this one. Yeah, it it really is. Um, I would have to say, hmm, 
I would have to say it is a big toss-up because each one from each respect, uh, respective, um, you know, developer, whether it was, you know, Core, Eidos, um, Crystal Dynamics, um, it's very hard to choose. I mean, the first I can think of is the, uh, the tomb that, uh, the first, the one of the first like few locations from the first game, that involves the um, you know the T Rex or uh, um, or the Temple of Midas. Oh, ah, this it's it's very it's actually very hard, um. I would have to say either it's a tie between Midas, the Temple of Midas tomb, and then the um then just the island and the first Tomb Raider game. Yeah, I would say that too. The the Midas Temple was just a iconic part that a lot of people just won't forget i know i did especially when i turned gold so we're gonna move on to the next question and that is question number six so considering tomb raider is now in the hands of embracer corporation what direction do you think they should take the franchise for the next game they're working on i'm gonna let brandon go first um that's a very good question uh, honestly, it's too soon to tell, but it will ultimately come down to how much freedom and the goodwill um, Embracer Group will let um, the team have. Because the issue with um, the old management at Square Enix is like they set unrealistic expectations for the team, and they can never meet them for the most part, right? And I'm pretty sure there's some other little behind-the-scenes stuff that we're not aware of, right? I just hope that Embracer gives them the funds, the team, you know, among other things. To let these people succeed because um given like the last um l you know crystal dynamic had with the avengers like they need to like you know go back to drum burst and just work on tomb raider but right now it's it's hard to tell though because given the situation with let's say um say same Row for example right that was not received well let's hope that we don't get in a situation where um we don't get anything like that that's that's part of much like I can ask for. It's just like I really hope that um, Embracer gives them you know the proper help. I'll go really quickly on mine. Um, uh, it's a really tricky situation. At most, I think they just need to gun for a game that is not only once again relevant to uh, the times at hand because of course it's been you know years since they finished uh their survival trilogy but they also need to figure out how to make laura relevant again right now so it's going to be one of those difficult things 
I would say if they wanted to just jump into full-blown ideas, then they would have to do something, maybe go back in the toolbox. And I, I think one of the things I would look forward to the most is like, what if they actually did go that horror route that they planned to do, but never got the chance to do so or change the idea? Uh, that'd be actually fine in my opinion i, I want to see more of the grittiness in the series and that'd be something cool to see while also keeping aspects of the uh exploring and adventuring and crafting and stuff like that so uh they have many avenues and ideas they could even go back to the classic like tomb raider style and have uh laura do the insane backflips and have refined gameplay there and go ahead and do that or if they want to do more survivor they can do that so it's it's a lot of ways they can take it but it's all down to the execution and how it's going to be handled because that is the only way to really solidify the franchise yet again uh, it's just like the same situation if they bought back deus ex how are they going to reintroduce that yet again after this whole shakeup with you know departing from square enix so i'm just hoping for the best uh fingers crossed and uh a little bit of praying and we'll see what happens from there but they have blueprints obviously out there to be inspired by and that's my opinion on that so i'm gonna let cryo go next um honestly i definitely see a lot of uh potential um, especially given Embracer and the projects that they have uh, backed up in the past, whether it's from um, whether it's from Gearbox, because uh, they own a bit of uh, Gearbox, because um, I think Gearbox is one of their uh, developers as well as uh, THQ Nordic. Um, Embracer does not play around when it comes to companies that they that they buy. Um, THQ Nordic is a good example. Same with Gearbox. Given Gearbox Software's um, you know, uh, Border Borderlands game, even though the last game was very um, divisive. Um, I could definitely, I can definitely see, uh, good, possible good things coming out of, uh, this with, uh, Crystal Dynamics now, and Eidos under their belt. Um, I could, I could see also them potentially making, uh, as someone suggested, um, do do a remake or a remaster, uh, potentially a remake, because since the old classic core games, the first three, are uh, outdated in terms of the controls, uh, it definitely would be nice for a good remake, and Brazer loves um, remakes and remasters, so I could potentially see them doing that in the future. Um, Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant by the embrace, the embracer, uh, by embracer group. Um, but yeah, um, I, I definitely could see 
good things coming out of this as long as uh they don't repeat what Square Enix did. Um as long as they don't, don't they don't set themselves set up C D and um <clears throat> Eidos uh for failure. Because that was the uh that was the issue with the third game. It seemed like it was set up for failure. So yeah, that's all I gotta say. Bill, it's your turn. Um, what do you think of the fate of Tomb Raider right now in the hands of Embracer, and what direction do you want the franchise to go in next? Um, I'm like honestly, I was kind of happy that they picked up uh, Crystal Dynamics, especially after all this um, all this bullshit with Square Enix just wanting to sell anything that's not Japanese at this point. Um. I think it was a good choice for them to pick up because I know there has to be a reason why Embracer picked them up, especially with the fact that they have that that Tomb Raider, uh, um, what they call the the Tomb Raider license. So um, I think they're they're really setting something up that I think they're gonna they're gonna make these people love their game again. Basically, that's pretty much how I how I see it because I think I think what happened was that they did this project with with that reboot. They loved it, and then whenever Square Enix decided to be like make it bigger and bigger and bigger, kind of ruined it. And then you know after them being pretty much sourced off and Shadow kind of just killed it off. But um, I think I, I think Embracer so far I don't really know too much behind the scenes of them, but by how they've done with THQ Nordic, I trust them with the license and I trust them with the developer themselves because I I just like THQ. It's like one of those companies that I just just like overall especially with the fact that a lot of the games that you know as growing up i played some of their games um but i think i'm i'm expecting something good i i think something good is going to come out of this in terms of them either making a whole new trilogy reboot or soft reboot kind of deal um unless they want to continue it with uh with this current lara croft that we have maybe they'll do like a um a continuation of it but her being a bit older instead of her like mid to late 20s i think it'd be pretty cool to make her a little bit uh older with a different type of uh mentality kind of deal compared to her younger self um i think another thing would be that would be pretty cool is i like how in the in some of the uh what's uh yeah like the legend trilogy had like very uh very high tech kind of you know tomb raider kind of deal you know she had a little grappling hook she had her scuba gear and all that kind of shit with her at all times kind of deals like i i would like it to for her to have some sort of like more modern technology in terms of her equipment compared to how very grounded they made her in like the uh the trilogy the survivor trilogy but again it's only if that let's say if they either We'll probably ever see those if they actually do a reboot slash remaster of those older games, or uh, they go for like a whole reboot once again, which I, I'd be fine with, honestly. Um, I just I, I just want the same character to still be there. I kind of I kind of still want her to be the same type of Lara Croft that we got with that trilogy, and maybe if we get like if they go for like a saga kind of deal keep you know keep her being like she is already but a lot older with how they did with nathan drake i like i love seeing nathan drake's evolution throughout the games so like i think i think if they keep with the same character with how they did this current tomb raider it'd be amazing to uh have her be and like how she would evolve as she gets older 
that's that's what I think Embracer will probably let them do, and I really do hope that they just let them be free and not, you know, be over their shoulder at all times. All right, so we're moving on to question number seven, the worst Tomb Raider game you've played, citing your reasoning. I'm going to skip this one, but I'm going to let Brandon go first. <laughs> I know what you're going to say, too. Uh, this is literally only one answer, man. It's an Angel of Darkness. And uh, this is it's sad, too. That game has so much potential. It has so much potential, though, but that game literally killed the IP. It it literally killed Core Studios, quite literally, which is why Crystal Dynamics even got the um the development for Tomb Raider in the first place because of that game. It had a lot going for it, though. The story itself, if you actually read the novelization, it's actually pretty good. The game just sucked, you know. They added in these weird micro RPG elements, which didn't make any sense, and then there's some inconsistencies with the writing and whatnot. And for the first, and I think the only time, they actually had a secondary character, which was awesome because uh, he had his own unique little style to him, though. But it's too, too bad because of that game, we never see a secondary character from Tomb Raider until the, um, the um, top-down games, which is um, Temple of Cyrus and Guardian of Light. Uh, those are the only times you get secondary playable characters in a Tomb Raider-verse, which, by the way, you guys should play those. They're very good games. They're based on Legend Samline. Badass. But yeah, um, I gotta go with Angel of Darkness. It's realistically the only bad Tomb Raider game that you can really say. And yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's all. So I only seen videos on this, but apparently this game is so bad that um, there is RPG elements by doing remedial tasks such as constantly climbing and opening doors and you need that to level up and i'm just like what the fuck are they doing i, I just saw gameplay that. like laura says something like oh i got it or something and it keeps happening i'm like why my legs feel stronger now if yeah. i remember correctly though there's certain actions you legit cannot pull until you um perform those little rpg elements to make her stronger oh my god that sounds so bad uh, it, it was. It was. I'm glad I did not play this one. Although I, I, the only thing I guess I could say positive is that uh, Curtis, the secondary playable character, he looks cool. It, it's like he's cool. He's super cool. And maybe he should have came back or something. But other than that, that's all I got for that game in terms of observing. I, I don't want to play it after seeing the gameplay, and it just looks, it looks pretty bad. So um, one more note, though, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly, he was actually was going to come back in another game in some fashion. But, you know, obviously what history is right now, that didn't happen. Oh, yeah. They were like, we're going to write all this mess and ride right into the sunset. We'll, we'll just be going down this road over here. <laughs> Anyone else have any sort of uh, bad Tomb Raider games they want to add to the pile? Um... Like, like I said, I have not played those original ones, so uh, going off of, I'm not going to call them bad, but I didn't really, like, enjoy them, I guess. And it's those top-down ones. I, I might give them another try, I think. I have both of them that were free. But um, at the time, I didn't really like them, mainly because I'm just kind of weird that it's not, you know, regular Tomb Raider kind of stuff. But um, I'm not saying they're bad, it's just not something that I was kind of used to. And 
um again the legends trilogy is something completely different also to what it is now and again i ended up playing those later on instead of you know at the time so um uh, i'm very not gonna call them bad it's just that it's not something that i really uh enjoy like you know not my cup of tea basically yeah um but i'm not gonna call them bad either you know but they're not you know my top game kind of deal I, I think that's what i i would say but they're you know they're not bad i know what you're talking about uh you're talking yeah. about the temple of osiris game right yeah yeah, I've, I've, I've seen them. I, I did have an interest to, like, play them, but I never got the chance, and I just sort of skimmed out on them. I, I do remember them, though, so. Yeah. You know what? I can, I can shit them. on this one. Really I can shit on this one because it was a mobile game, and I probably don't even know if it's good or not, but Tomb Raider Go or whatever the hell it's called, fuck that game. There. <laughs> <laughs> Same with Hitman Go. Fuck that game. Oh, apparently, they're, apparently they're not actually bad games, so like that's surprising. All things considered, but they're mobile, so fuck yep. <laughs> Well, Cryo, what about you? Any bad Tomb Raider games to your recollection? Um, uh, honestly, I would have to say the yeah, I'd have to say the one that legit um. <laughs> Legit broke the series into like itty bitty little pieces. What Angel, Angel of Darkness? Darkness. That that series like br- not serious. Sorry, that game broke the series like not um metaphorically. It literally like broke the series because soon after that, um, uh, they had stopped doing um any kind of adaptation to um, film because the second Tomb Raider movie with Angelina Jolie uh, flopped. And I can't remember, I think it was because of how the game was received. People were saying that it had a little bit of a hand in the box office turnout for the movie um, or the other way around. Either way, the movie, the game really did ruin the series for a bit uh so much so that um the rights as far as i remember were up in the air for the series and we did not get any new tomb raider games until uh several years later it took a while a lot of canceled projects as well to get to that point um uh, yeah, but yeah, I'd have to say Angel of Darkness. As much as people like to um, say, for example, you know, Shadow is the uh, real, like, deal-breaker for worst Tomb Raider game. Uh, at least it functions. Oh, <laughs> I... I a functional game. Yeah, I would... I, I would not say Shadow caused this to where it had a major series reevaluation. That's bad. No, no. Yeah, like it didn't kill it. No, it did not kill it. And in yeah. fact, that um, because as far as I know, unless Netflix canceled it, uh, there's supposed to be a Tomb Raider anime style show coming out at some point, but we have not heard anything about that since twenty uh, twenty twenty one. And yeah, you know, the fact that Square doesn't have the rights to uh, Tomb Raider anymore, they gave it away when they gave away. 
Eidos and Crystal Dynamics, it it could be canceled as far as we know, or if Embracer wants to foot the bill. Apparently, they're still working. I was just reading on it, and it's it's Amazon that has the rights right now. Oh, Amazon! Oh, they yeah. gave it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Amazon. So Amazon's has... gonna be making or publishing the game next time, or fronting the bill for it. I guess I don't yeah, know how the, all that works. The yeah, I remember because uh, Ninja, the resident uh, Tomb Raider geek, in the server, he was talking about that. Amazon has the uh, rights to uh, the movies, anyways, and the shows. So, yeah, Angel of Darkness, poopy. <laughs> Just <laughs> worse than poopy. Worse than poopy. Uh, that is one big pile of shit. All right, so Pretty let's much. let's move on to the final question, and that is: Have you ever seen any of the movies? This one is a complete no-brainer, in my opinion. <laughs> um, I'm going to go first, I guess. So I'll make this short. I I've seen. All of them. I, I've seen the two Angelina Jolie ones, which I think is Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. The other one is uh, Cradle of Life. I don't remember much from Cradle of Life, but I do remember the first one. That movie was everywhere. Uh, I remember everyone liking it. It was pretty cool. I think the most memorable like sequence was the one where she's on the wires and jumping across and shooting all those guys, those SWAT guys. Uh, that was the most awesome part of the movie. So, and, and the ending as well, where she's fighting the giant stone uh, samurai dudes and just breaking each one of them. I thought that part was cool. And Angelina Jolie was, you know, she's great. Now, I didn't need to see Daniel Craig naked in that movie. You know, I, I didn't need it to see It was that. needed. <laughs> it needed to counter the sexiness of Angelina Jolie. We needed man ass of Daniel Craig. God fans, damn it. We did see her butt in the movie too, so... Should have just focused and stared on that, but uh, <laughs> and the movie reaction I had to that was funny as fuck. L l l listen, nothing wrong with staring at some dude ass in the movie. Dude ass. What I mean. <laughs> Sorry. And we need the extra eye candy, goddammit. As for the, there was the reboot movie, and yeah. I don't, oh, I don't really remember too much of it outside of just, uh, it's, it seems like mostly just a one for one of that sort of survivor game. Yeah, it's yeah. like the same plane sequence she does, uh, the same sort of falling down the waterfall that happens, but it looks a little bit more ridiculous. I, I don't remember much of that movie either, but I, I don't remember fully hating it but i don't think it lived up to its potential either i know they were making a sequel for it and that sort of just fell into the wind we don't know what's going on with that uh, i think got it canceled. got canceled because of amazon and i yeah. think once the rights went to amazon um it went from and it, it was like, it was um ngm lost the rights oh NGM lost the rights in the pandemic and then whenever yes. they they sold whenever Square Enix sold Crystal, they completely lost and canceled it. Damn, because yeah, the rights went yeah. to Amazon, and Amazon pretty much said we're not going to continue this. We're going to do a uh, new movie. Do a new. Uh, they're going to do a TV show. Yeah, the TV show. And they're going to do a tie-in game. Okay, m maybe that has a chance to be interesting because I, I think I think a TV show format could work depending on who's working on it. Yeah, 
Uh, I can go next then, so if you're done, Rin. Sure. Yeah, well, it's no brainer. The first movie is the best one. You know, the action sequences is awesome. Angelina Jolie having the most hardcore shower session I've seen in a while. No, that was great. <laughs> Hell yeah. But yeah, that movie, you know, was probably the one of the most organic video game movies I've seen. Like, it felt like I was watching Tomb Raider on the screen. With with extra like little weird supernatural elements with the um pyramids, so I thought that was kind of weird, but I liked it a lot. It was cool. Um, now I haven't seen the the second one in a long time though, but I didn't like it though. Like everything that made the first one so good, they kind of weirdly backtracked on it. It just was not as memorable. Oh great, right? And I find it hilarious how. The studio tried to blame the game for the reception of the movie when the movie itself was not that good. Like, bar none. It's just coincidence that the movie was not good and the game was ass. Like, oh. Now, the third one, which is the reboot, right? That movie is rather interesting. Now, I'm not saying it's necessarily bad, but I haven't seen it in a long time since we last watched it um, years ago um, with Ren. But. The thing that had me annoyed is that they took the plot of Rise of the Tomb Raider and put it on the setting for um, the 2013 Tomb Raider game, which completely clashed. It made no damn sense whatsoever. Like, all the aesthetics, all the character build-up that you had from 2013 is gone mm-hmm. just for favor of the plot for the second game. It made no damn sense whatsoever why they did that. They should just did a straight adaption of 2013 movie and call it a day. So yeah, personally, I was not a fan of it for that reason alone. It felt like a confusing type movie. And I'll pass my turn. Uh, I I can I can go ahead and go next if that's okay. Good. Um, the only movies that I've seen is um. The first Angelina Jolie movie, and then the uh, um, then the last Tomb Raider movie that was based on the 2013 uh game. Um, honestly, I did like the first uh Tomb Raider movie. It actually really did. Um, it uh. It definitely captured the essence of what made, at that time period at least, what made um, the, uh, I guess, modern Lara so great. But she also captured the classic, like, core Tomb Raider character. Um, And that's why people... um, like the performance other than you know um you know the shower stuff you know pat pat squeak squeak wink wink and i could see what they were going for with and i haven't seen the second angelina jolie movie but from what i heard it was complete ass and uh it suffered from what a lot of movies suffer from which is uh, rush production, and the script was just extremely ass. 
the um the movie that came out in twenty uh I think it was like twenty sixteen. Twenty eighteen. Yep. Oh shit. Um. Yeah, the movie that came out twenty eighteen. I could see what they were going for, and I really did appreciate what they were trying to do. However, they were doing it in the most weirdest of ways possible. Um. They, like Brandon said, they were trying to make the movie like. Two, like the first two Tomb Raider games and the Survivor Trilogy into one movie when you can't do that. Um, there needs to be build-up to it. Uh, that had no build-up to it, like, whatsoever. They just immediately talked about Trinity when Trinity wasn't even introduced in the new um, Survivor, the Survivor Trilogy until... Uh, I want to say maybe towards maybe no, I don't think it was towards the end of the first game. The second, but game. the second, yeah, I was gonna say because I'm trying to, I was trying to remember. It's been a while since I played the first Tomb Raider game, and I couldn't remember if they like made a hint about Trinity at the end of the first game, or if it was just the second game that they actually mentioned and showed them. Um. But yeah, they were just trying to do way too fucking much with one movie. I I did not appreciate that because it's like you're gonna have a lot of people uh scratching their head about Trinity. Um But I I can't say I can't say that movie was worse than Cradle of Life from the way people are talking. Uh but yeah, that's that's all I gotta say. And I'm, also, before I pass the torch off to a fashion, I did like the actress that portrayed Lara in um, the reboot. Bless her heart, because I know she got a lot of like bad pressure. A lot of pre- not just that, just a lot of like people harping on her just a lot of disgusting shit pretty much my heart goes out to her i'm glad she took it um not to heart she took that and just used it as fuel for her performance and uh the movie so, yeah her name yeah. is uh alicia vikander yes sir yeah. i got a big ass poster of her right here in front of me actually uh, yeah, she's, 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 she's still a, I'm not lying. She's still a thriving actress, so you know what? Oh, yeah. Hats off to her for at least trying and, and still going on in her acting career. Thriving and throbbing. Let's go. This man. Right. So it is exactly. It is Shug's turn. What do you think about the Tomb Raider movies for the final question? I'm a big fan. I, I love them, even if they're bad. Um, I, I don't really shit on video game movies that much. But at least the Tomb Raiders, I'm like, you know what? It's very, very, like, extreme anyways, as is. So, um, the only, like, I really have no complaints, even if, like, that second one with Angela Jolie is pretty fucking bad. 
but I haven't seen it in a very long time either. So, you know, I can probably just shit on it even more if I watch it again. But um, I think my favorite one out of like the three will be that most recent one, mainly because one it followed, it kind of tried following the first game and then, you know, you had all the weird, weird added shit to it. And the fact that they made Himiko a fucking disease instead of an actual, you know, ghost was kind of weird. Um, and uh, I think the actress they picked for, for Tomb Raider, I was very, very excited for her to do the Tomb Raider because I know she wanted to do it. And two, she was getting right off the the hot wheels of uh, Ex Machina, which is a really good movie if you've not seen it. So... I'm a big fan of her as an actress because she is just, it's good. She's a good actor. And um, just the fact that she did the Tomb Raider, she got shit on the yeah, because she, you know, she's a flat-chested woman. It doesn't really matter to me, especially the fact that, you know, the video game one currently is kind of, you know, smaller chested than the one, you know, from the older games. It doesn't really apply too much of like, oh, it ruins my experience, my immersion. But, um... I enjoy them. I think they tried doing a bit too much with that, but uh, sadly, I would not get to see more of her as Tomb Raider, I don't think, anymore. So, uh, but yeah, I guess we'll see who picks up the, the torch in terms of live-action movies and uh, how they lead off with their character compared to the video games. Awesome. So, I think we're going to sign off for this podcast. Um, pretty interesting stuff that we have uh, for the Tomb Raider franchise. So, we're going to do outros. So, Mr. Brandon, where can we find you, buddy? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter as Paragon Opera. That's a good Fuck you off. Can <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Immortal Brando. My link tree is there. You see my other um, social switches and yeah, other, other nonsense. Have fun. All right. What about you, Cryo? Um, you can find me hiding in your closet or your basement. Just give it three knocks, and my head will just pop out. What the I'm hell? Out of Evil Dead. Um, you can find me on YouTube and Twitter under uh, Cryo Gaming. All right, you can find me on Twitter at rentoperative underscore. You can find me on Twitch at renegade underscore operative. Uh, I will be playing some of the Street Fighter World Tour mode uh, since I have to research that for the Street Fighter podcast. And uh, that's going to be a trip. Wondering how long this is going to be. But yeah, I recently put up some videos of us reacting to some game events because it's like the E3 without E3. And I figured I might as well do that. So, last but not least, we have Shug. Where can we find you on social media? Y'all can find me pretty much anywhere, especially YouTube, at Sugar Bastion. I'm currently doing Last of Us, yeah, Last of Us Part 2, and Alan Wake Remastered once again. So, uh, yeah, see how that goes. And we also did the showcases uh, this week, so those are also up there for your enjoyment. Also, NBC, kiss my ass. All right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I want Twisted Metal, though, but fuck you. Yeah, that Twisted Metal clip got claimed, but uh, we will see you guys out there next time. Uh, Hopefully, you enjoyed this Tomb Raider discussion. And once again, fingers crossed for the new game. Hopefully, it turns out well, and we will see you guys next time. Later. Yeah. Bye bye.